This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Grace and you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A tremendous memorial at St. Patrick's Cathedral for our colleague Bernard McGurk. Large turnout at St. Patrick's and even 2,500 people online watching on the Internet live. And so I, I, I'm i chatting uh, with Rita Cosby, and I happen to look up, and the owner-operator of WABC, John Katsimatidis, at the memorial promised uh, that Bernard McGurk will never be forgotten, and he promised to rename the studio after Bernie. And so I happened to look up as I'm chatting with Rita, and boom, there's the sign right there, and it says 77 WABC Radio, the Bernard McGurk Studio, 1957 to 2022. I'll have a bit more uh, in a moment on that, and you'll hear a bit of what Cardinal Dolan had to say at the memorial. We have received, as far as I'm concerned, wonderful news for you and I. A jury found Daryl Brooks guilty on all counts in that Wisconsin incident in which he drove the car into those innocent people. And it's even better news that the jury deliberated for less than three hours. They did not accept any of his bull. He was convicted on all 76 counts, including, and they only needed one for a life sentence, but including six counts of first-degree intentional homicide. As the verdicts were read in open court, someone in the gallery yelled, quote, burn in hell, you piece of and was removed from the courtroom. As far as I'm concerned, they should have left the person uh, in the uh, courtroom because even at his trial, uh, Brooks' behavior was outrageous. He disrespected the court. We'll see if he's as disrespectful in prison, now there for the rest of his life. The MTA, the MTA is going to get one of these security guards killed. There's no other way for me to say it. As of May, the MTA was estimated that to lose $500 million on fair evasion this year alone. And now the MTA is turning to crackdown on turnstile jumping, and they have hired private security guards, private security guards, unarmed, unarmed private security guards, as a way to combat turnstile jumping and even even maybe to combat subway crime. It's not going to work. And it's I, I don't mean to be negative, but our wonderful police have a hard time dealing with the subway, and you think a security guard that says, excuse me, you're not supposed to uh, – Go past that door without paying your fare? 
how long do you think that's going to last until they receive a Bronx cheer and 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 uh, and and it's a, a bad situation and that red wave that I've been telling you about for months, but it's it's full steam right now. It's coming, and uh, less than two weeks away, two weeks to go. Republicans are competing in Democratic strongholds like New York, California, Oregon, and even Rhode Island. To those of you that listen to this show, you know that's where my daughter lives. And um, I'm going to tell you about a congressional race there. There should be a cakewalk for the Democrats, but it is not. It is not. And nowhere is it more evident than the race for governor in New York. And even Sean Patrick Maloney, as we talked about the other night, is on the ropes in his congressional race up against a first-term assemblyman in Rockland, Mike Lawler. But as Lawler and Zeldin prove, you have to have a message. And... They do have a message. And that's why, that's why Republicans are resonating, are connecting, and Democrats are not. Because Republicans are talking about the economy, Republicans are talking about crime, and Democrats are covering their eyes and stating, no problem, no problem. A lot to get to this hour, and of course, we'll be taking your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Tremendous memorial for a wonderful guy at St. Patrick's Cathedral, our colleague Bernard McGurk. Large turnout. Folks were even watching online. And here is Cardinal Dolan from the memorial. It's here at St. Patrick's Cathedral where people come to thank God with a smile. And here folks also come to ask God's help and mercy, often with a tear. And we've got a bit of both this morning, this morning of the memorial mass for our beloved Bernie McGurk. A love and sympathy to you, dear Carol and, and Brendan and Melanie, family and, and John, ABC family, the legion of people who considered Bernie a friend. I, I didn't know him that well. Um, you all sure knew him a lot better than I did. But what I knew of him, I sure appreciated. And I feel like I know him because I've heard so many magnificent stories about him, many of which could not be repeatable in church. Um, uh, since since his sad passing a number of weeks ago. The Cardinal honoring someone worthy of his praise, uh, Bernie, and, and he will never be forgotten here at WABC. And again, it's great to see that already Mr. Katsimatidis has the sign up that this is now the Bernard McGurk Studio. The red wave is coming. It's coming. Democrats let liberals and progressives write a check that they could not cash. And the bill is due. The bill is due in less than two weeks. And the Democrats don't have the funds in their account to honor the check. That's why, that's why Republicans are doing well across the country. And and who knows, a year from now it may be different. But right now, right here, Democrats are in trouble. And Republicans are competing in states that are fully ruled by Democrats. And... Republicans need to only win a handful of seats to take over the House of Representatives, which Democrats now control by a narrow margin of 220 to 212. 
And in Rhode Island, I mentioned Rhode Island, which has not seen a Republican or not sent a Republican to Congress for nearly three decades. It looks like it's going to change now. It looks like it is going to change now. And we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And talk about embarrassing. Talk about embarrassing. Sean Patrick Maloney, Democrat, up against a first-term assemblyman, Republican Mike Lawler. Mr. Lawler appeared on this program a month ago. And you have to have a winning message. I want you to listen, folks, to what Mr. Lawler said, again, about a month ago. And listen carefully to what he's stating in the interview. And it's easy to understand why Republicans are connecting and Democrats are not. The district includes Rockland County, parts of Mm -hmm. Westchester, uh, Putnam, and Dutchess uh, in the Hudson Valley. And again, you are ahead in the polls, uh, slightly. Uh, One could make an argument that, that it's still a statistical tie, but you are ahead as we head into the uh, the midterms. How do you explain that you are leading Mr. Maloney at this point? Well, you know, this is a district that Joe Biden won by 10 points. Um, so it is, you know, the fact that it is uh, in the position that it's in right now speaks volumes to where uh, voters have moved and what their focus is. And their focus is on the high cost of living. Uh, both in terms of taxes in in Rockland and Westchester counties, we pay among the highest property taxes in America. And people are frustrated by it. Uh, You add in what's going on in New York City with crime and cashless bail, and the fact that 40 percent of those released on non-monetary bail for felony offenses have been rearrested. It is outrageous. It's unacceptable. And folks are tired of it. They want the law enforced. They want to feel safe in their communities. When you when you see what's going on, where you know people are being shoved in front of uh, trains, when people are being shot in broad daylight, when a bodega worker is stabbed and then charged criminally, uh, while uh, his assailant is not charged, uh, it, it is totally out of control. And I think what we are seeing, uh, both in the polls and on the ground, is that people want a restoration of common sense and balance. They, they are tired of the extremism. They're tired of people, uh, you know, playing politics with, with public safety. Uh, at the end of the day, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, an independent, we all want a few basic things out of life. We want a good paying job to provide for our families. We want a quality education for our children. We want access to housing and health care. And we want to live in a safe neighborhood. And that is what this campaign is about. That's what I, why I'm running. Um, and, and we are seeing that resonate all across the district. And indeed, that is exactly what is happening. He is resonating And unless Sean Patrick Maloney can figure out an answer real fast, he will lose in, in, um, in shortly under two weeks. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Uh, let's begin with Bernie on Staten Island. Good morning, Bernie. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, It doesn't matter whether Fetterman talks or doesn't talk. If he's elected to the Senate, the Democrats will let him serve for a little while. Then they'll re- they'll say he's suffering from ill health, and they'll withdraw him, and they'll replace him with a Democrat uh, with another Democrat who's more articulate. In that way, the Democrats will win, no matter whether Fetterman can talk or not talk. But that's that's not the issue, Bernie. That's completely missing the issue, to be frank with you. The issue is uh, if this is close in terms of the map across the country, 
the race in Pennsylvania can give control of the Senate to either the Republicans or to the Democrats. And that's why you're seeing all this money that's flooding in uh, from across the country. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe they will replace uh, Fetterman. Maybe he'll step down on his own, even though I don't see that happening uh, if he's elected. But the issue, the only issue, Bernie, that counts is this race could tip the Senate one way or the other. And okay. And so I, I do thank you for your telephone call, and you have a uh, a wonderful, wonderful morning. And so I'm looking now at some of the uh, emails, and it's from Sal, uh, a friend of the program, and you can reach me. You can send me an email at dominic.carter at wabcradio.com, and it's on the New York Race for Governor I told you I gave you all the reasons last night why Zeldin won the debate, and essentially because Hoku did nothing to uh, stop his momentum. And I even made the point, I'm going to get to Sal's email in just a moment, I even made the point that I, I wonder if 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 then-Lieutenant Governor Hoku was around Governor Cuomo a bit too much because she's acting like, for example, today, if you will, on the campaign trail, she's acting like a traditional incumbent. And, Madam Governor, you've never been elected governor, and, you know, to avoid the press the way that she did the day after the debate, that's not a good look. And I get it. Her team is trying to run out the clock. But what if the odds are not in your favor right now, in which polling does seem to indicate that? So looking at Sal's uh, email, Sal says here, and I'm quoting, uh, Governor Hochul says that she has written the uh, New York subways and walked the New York City streets. But. She has done so under the protection of a police security escort. She claims our fears are based on perception, despite the increase in crime. If this is all based on, and then Sal capitalizes the word perception, then why does she need a security escort? He says, I invite Governor Hoku to ride the subways and walk the streets, again capitalizing the next word, which is without without an escort, and she will see the difference between perception and our reality. And that is coming from uh, Sal, a friend of the program. And, again, you can uh, reach me via email at dominic.com. Carter at WABCRadio.com. And we are taking your telephone calls right now, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I wanted to say this is a point that I was trying to make to you when I spoke with you yesterday morning that despite the fact that she put everything in her favor, she only did this one debate with all of her demands being met, she runs away because she doesn't have a leg to stand on. And that's the point I was trying to make to you when I told you even her base has abandoned her because they're fed up with her turning her back on the people of the city of New York in favor of all of these radical um, things that she supports. Well, we we will see if her base has uh, turned has turned their backs on her. Um, I you know I she did avoid the media uh, the day after the debate, and that's just not wise. I mean, it's 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 a little strange to me. I'm not talking about the Cuomo that ended up in trouble. I'm talking about the the Andrew Cuomo when he was a force in the state. And she's acting like she is a an ultimate force. And I just don't see it. And the polling, it's not reflected in the polling. 
And I mean, you know, I may, maybe, maybe, maybe she'll she'll make it to victory. You know, we'll find out what eleven days. But yeah. but if I'm her, Jacqueline, right now, it, it's not a good look, and it's never a good look when when you are avoiding the media. That indicates that you have something to hide, or or to your point that you know maybe she. I I don't know. You say her base has abandoned her. We will see. We will see very soon. Do you think that um, that Mr. Zeldin is going to pull this race off? I think he is, and and I think he's further ahead than the polls are actually reflecting. You know, as I've told you many a time, Dominic, and you know this too without me telling you this, the polls are not all genuine. They're very skewed. They're very biased. There are very few polls that are accurate and and really take a, a good sense of the. Um, voting population you know they they skew it toward toward their candidate even people that i've heard interviewed on on the radio program um the democrats are saying she's going to take this by a landslide the republicans and the conservatives are saying that zeldin is probably going to win maybe not by a landslide but you know they they all stick to their agenda but i think she realizes that she's in deep trouble and she thought that this was going to be a cakewalk for her, and it's turning out not to be the case. Well, all, all I can say, and, and I'm not the candidate, but but if I were in her shoes, and and to use your words, and thank you for the call, if I'm in deep trouble, I'm going to finish this thing as strong, the race as strong as possible, and go out like a winner, and 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 at least try to turn this thing around. I I I would not you know, uh, avoid the press. That's just not a good look. Let's go a good look, I meant to say. Let's go to Michael in Manhattan. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, I want to I want to switch gears and uh, talk about the Oz debate. Well, it's all on the table, so go right ahead, please. All right. I was surprised that at no point in the debate did Oz say, um, kindly list three things that you've done, Fetterman, while you were lieutenant governor. What can you point to as your accomplishments? I'm surprised. Maybe they weren't allowed to ask direct questions, but he could have phrased it in the way, how come we haven't heard his accomplishments? Why didn't he go for the jugular? Well, you know, Michael, it's 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 much easier for you or I to Monday morning quarterback this thing. Uh, Dr. Oz was in a very sensitive position, meaning how much is too much when you're in a live situation. So in, in politics, uh, there's a rule that essentially says when, when your opponent is is drowning or in trouble, you get out of the way and let them do the deed. And so if Oz was on the attack, but I'm glad that he didn't really say anything about Fetterman's uh, health because it, it speaks for itself. And and in fairness to Fetterman and Oz, Lieutenant Governors, I, as you asked the question or put it out there publicly, I can't think of any accomplishment that any lieutenant governor has ever had. That's not their job. Their job is to be a team player, to to uh, to be there, ready to step in in need in in the need uh, be if the governor can no longer serve. And in New York State, we have seen that that's happened actually uh, twice in recent memory, where David Patterson became governor after Elliot Spitzer, and where Kathy Hochul became governor uh, after Andrew Cuomo. So, and 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 really, because if he goes after, if he if Oz went after Fetterman that hard on his accomplishments, Fetterman is going to turn it around on Oz. And and Oz has a questionable pass in in a number of areas. So I I think Oz played it right in terms of and thank you for the call, Michael. Let let um let Fetterman, for for lack of a better term, let Fetterman hang himself, and and that's exactly what happened. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio seventy seven WABC and. On Staten Island. Good morning, Ann. What's on your mind? 
Good morning, Dominic. I just wanted to say I was totally floored when I heard our then-elected governor say that she walks the streets of New York City and she rides the subways. I believe that as much as I can tell you. I have a pink elephant in my bathtub taking a bath. <laughs> I mean, right, right now or yeah. tomorrow? <laughs> well, you must have been doing it when she was saying it. That's when I checked on him. I didn't know if I was going crazy or <laughs> what was going on. I mean, and then when they talk about um, uh, Eric Adams riding the subways, I would like to see some of these politicians get on a subway, okay, without a jacket that says mayor, uh, mayor across the back without uh, or whatever office they hold and without uniform police. Let them go plain clothes and be on the train. And, and then let them say, oh, the subways are safe. That's so untrue. Well, you know, you know, Ann, I, I was thinking about that uh, as it relates to the mayor of New York City. I don't I don't even know if it's possible for the mayor uh, to come out of Gracie Mansion, walk to the train station uh, by himself. I believe it violates the security protocol and go on the subway uh, by himself. I just don't think that's possible. I, I Because, for example, even when the mayor, no matter who the mayor is, when the mayor rides the subway, there's a police detail with him. Plain clothes and 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 uh and uniform, generally plain clothes, but the 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 motor vehicle unit basically mirrors the train stops, so that it, so in other words, the mayor's visit the mayor's vi- uh, vehicle, if it's let's say for argument's sake, it's going along Second Avenue, the train. It will go down Second Avenue or or up Second Avenue. You know, Second Avenue goes south. But it, it will basically the mayor's vehicle travels even if he's on the subway. And I hope I'm not giving away any security protocol here. It travels with him. So if they have to yank the mayor off the train immediately uh, for security reasons, they can do so. So and it's a wonderful question because I thought about it today. And thank you for the uh, for the call. I thought about it today. It's one thing to posture and say, I'm riding the subways. It's another thing to say, I'm going down here by myself, and and I'm going to be on the subway. And like Ann just said, no jacket that identifies you as the mayor. I mean, Eric Adams, his face is now, um, you know, when you're the mayor, it's a high-profile job. So people would know who he is, but I don't even know if it's possible, again, for the mayor to ride the subway uh, uh, by himself. I, 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 I know of one example when the police commissioner flew out on a private uh, trip, Commissioner Sewell, uh, once the plane took off, she left by herself. Now, I don't know what happened on the other end, if police picked her up there, um, but it's, it's a great question. And so it is now time for a break. When we come back, we will continue with your telephone calls from New Jersey to Pennsylvania to Comac. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano and the other side of midnight at 1245, we'll have my Carter Care segment. And I will be right back. Talk Radio 77. You were looking for me. Hello. You know. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter here with you. You may recall the uh, mentally ill man. I'm going right back to your telephone calls in just one second. We're going to go to Richard in Pittsburgh. But before we do so, the career criminal, um, and and it's kind of sad, but it is what it is. The guy that looks both ways before he pushed the man onto the uh, subway tracks, the man broke his collarbone. Uh, This guy did a media interview, uh, a bizarre interview. He calls himself Second Jesus. Uh, 
he, by the way, did 20 years behind bars for attempted murder. He's comparing himself to the Central Park Five and suggests that he is innocent. And so the compassion side of me right now, right now, the compassion side says, lock this man up in a mental hospital, get him some help, and... uh and after what he did, we'll we'll see him in maybe, hopefully, no less than 10 years. And maybe, maybe, maybe he'll be a different person at that time. Let's go to Richard in Pittsburgh. Good morning, Richard. What's on your mind? I, there's a lot that I can say about this man. First thing. Okay, wait, wait, wait. About, about what man? And it's very hard to hear you, Richard. Okay. You're going to get it better for him. Fetterman. Okay, Fetterman. First of all, I was talking at a Republican meeting tonight about this. Pittsburgh and the Democrat Party, we haven't had a Republican mayor in a century. Number two, there have only been two good mayors that I, in my lifetime, Richard Caligiuri and Sophie Maslov. Okay, well, Richard, wait, 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 wait. I'm a little confused. Why are you telling me about mayors? I'm confused. Because this man was a mayor in Braddock. Right, okay. And this man is a clown, but it's worse than that. He and the rest of the Democrat Party undermined the steel industry in the city. If you look this up, you'll see that U.S. Steel, founded by Andrew Carnegie, did not build a billion-dollar state-of-the-art electrical steel mill in Pittsburgh. They moved it to Arkansas. The steel industry, therefore, is stuck in a 19th-century technology here. And this is due to the inept, stupid, and woke politics of this Democrat Party. Okay, so how do you explain, because I have to move on to other callers, how do you explain uh, Fetterman um, up until recently leading in the polls? Because the people are asleep. I'll tell tell this to you again. The people are, in in, if you want to use the word mass consciousness, asleep. Hmm. You know what? To to a degree, Richard, I I, I would agree with you. Uh, uh, or maybe sleep is not the uh, right word, but but party just voting uh, party label it, it's not it's not it's not benefiting uh, Americans. And thank you for the call, Richard. And hopefully, hopefully, um, the midterms will be the start of changing. All of this. Let's go to Stefano in the Bronx. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Stefano, are you with me? No? Okay, let's go to Mike in New Jersey. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I I think we're all sensitive to Mr. Fetterman's situation. Yes. Uh, I don't think he's prepared for where he's at. Just, Just in full disclosure, my son, eight years old, uh, has is nonverbal autism, and I've come to the realization there's things he's not going to be able to do as he grows up, and uh, and I'm not trying to say he can't, but there there's there's you know he's not going to be able to do certain things even through therapy, and I know Fetterman can through therapy maybe get better, but right now at this moment he's hey, hey not Mike ready wait for this hey job. hey Mike I'm going to let you make your comment, but um I I just want to go back to what you just said, and 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 it is it is a process because um. When it involves your child and you're told that your child has a disability as a parent, or at least for me, my response is, I don't care what you say, we're going to overcome this. And so, you know, with, with my my own child's uh, disability, you know, I was told that he would never be able to graduate from high school, never graduate from college. We we were able to get him through high school. We were able to get him through college, but but it, it's tough. And and I just stopped you because as a father, I sympathize with what you just said because 
you you believe you want to believe that you can get your child through it, but in some areas you cannot, and and you've got to adjust yourself to understand that this is going to be in this one area a lifetime disability. But please continue, Mike. Yes, and we know through therapy it can get better, but uh, with Mr. Fetterman, just just the situation now, I don't think he's prepared, and I think. In my own opinion, the media has softened their the bar for him due to his disability, and we can't have that in elected office. You know, I'm very sensitive to it, but it's just we can't do certain things. We can't lower the bar in certain areas just because of a disability. It mm-hmm. can affect things. Mm-hmm. And so, do do you think? I I think the race is over, and that uh, Fetterman uh, on that debate stage uh, cost himself the seat. What do you think? I I, I kind of disagree because I think Mehmet Oz has like an arrogance to him and, and, and Fetterman's seen as a blue-collar man and he's getting some of the, the Trump votes or maybe he's, he's taking some of the Trump votes due to that persona. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting, Mike, and I, I thank you for your call. Thank you very much and have a good morning and good luck with your child. Uh, Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 uh, W uh, ABC. And so we are taking your calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I'm looking at an email I just received from uh, O.B. Murray. And uh, we've talked about before the, about the National Guard uh, coming into New York. Uh, that part is not new. But according to a story that uh, OB just sent me, the National Guard troops are being deployed at New York City homeless shelters that are dealing with this um, uh, migrant uh, influx and that uh, troops were already at eight Department of Homeless Services sites citywide as of Wednesday. So we'll we'll see we'll see how this all plays out and as it relates to the uh to the migrant issue the the mayor I I've had it with partisan politics to this degree the mayor is you know he was looking for a reason to give president Biden credit and he says oh the the migrant problem has slowed down because of Biden's leadership well the truth is Mr. Mayor you should never should have been pandering on this issue to send a message to the migrants that New York City is open and welcome for anybody that wants to come here illegally. So I'm 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 done with the uh with the migrant issue. Let's go to uh Dave and Comac. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hey Dominic, how are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. good. Thank you. Calling to comment on the the, the debate with uh, Kathy Hopeless and uh, Lee Zeldin. Yes, Although go I ahead. wouldn't vote for Zeldin for the primary reason that uh, he got the endorsement of Trump, and Trump has zero credibility with me after what happened with uh, January sixth, after what happened with uh, with uh, uh, the COVID situation, and uh, a few other things. But and uh, but. Uh, as far as uh, Kathy Hopeless, with her uh, response on TV and radio with regard to uh, the crime situation, she, uh, I think, is afraid of losing the black vote, and she's not going to do anything with regard to uh, uh, Alvin Braggs until after she gets elected. Well, she gets elected. It, it, it's going to be interesting, Dave, because um, as as a, a few of you have been talking this morning, I'm looking at all the different television monitors, and one of the stories happened to be that Democrats are biting their nails because uh, polling is showing that black turnout is not going to be what they need. And if they don't get their base to turn out, it's going to be a brutal brutal election night. But, and thank you for the call, Dave. Uh, Again, folks, Democrats will have no one to blame but themselves. You let these liberals, you let these progressives essentially take over the party, become a criminal-friendly party that wants to do massive giveaways for all the wrong reasons, 
and you don't want to focus on crime except for to let people out of jail, and then you don't understand why Democrats are in trouble all across the country. So hopefully after the midterms are over and the Democrats are are forced to deal with this shellacking, they will be forced to hit the reset button and hopefully uh, come back down to reality and understand that all this Black Lives Matter nonsense is exactly that, nonsense. It is now time for a break. When we come back, our Carter Cares segment, and coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. WABC. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. Another crack in that glass ceiling, if you will, as it relates to New York City, the FDNY acting commissioner, Laura Kavanaugh, is going to become the permanent head of the department. And so the acting commissioner, and she will be the first woman uh, fire commissioner of New York City, uh, is to be appointed to the job permanently. Today, uh, that's according to City Hall and the uh, Fire Department, she will become the first female commissioner, Laura Kavanaugh, in the department's 157-year history. Uh, Mayor Adams will appoint the uh, San Francisco native, if you will, at a ceremony at Engine 33 and Ladder 9 in Lower Manhattan, That firehouse is located on uh, Great Jones Street near uh, Bowery in in NoHo, and um, that's where the first fire commissioner was appointed in the late 1800s was uh, headquartered. So um, hopefully she'll do a good job. Uh, Laura Kavanaugh is set to become the permanent uh, commissioner of the FDNY. That will be made official Today, two stories that I want to circle back around to, and we're taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. As I said earlier, Republicans just need to um, to um, win five seats net to flip the House of Representatives, the House. And so, for example... Think about this for a second, folks. In Oregon, Republicans are in contention to win half of the state's soon-to-be six congressional seats, up from the one seat they now hold. And this is, of course, a traditional Democratic stronghold. Democrats have nobody to blame but themselves. And then the question also becomes, folks, do you see any scenario where Democrats are going to hold on and that this bloodbath will not play out uh, with the midterms? In California, in California, Republicans are competing to represent as many as five House seats that Mr. Biden carried in 2020 by a relatively comfortable margin of 10 points or more. And so when we talk about the the Lawler race against Sean Patrick Maloney, that's the same uh, scenario there. Biden carried that district by 10 points, and now it looks like it's going to go to a Republican. And the Democrats have no one to blame but themselves. I'm also trying to understand the logic of the MTA (laughs) hiring private uh, security guards, private security guards, to to stop 
turnstile uh, jumping. So th- th- this was an experiment that was uh, quietly done, quietly done, right? And remember, this comes on top of the man in the Bronx on the four train at the 149th Street station, in which he said, as I, I said to you folks last night, when he said he paid $2.75 to the MTA so a guy could bash him in the head and throw him in the middle of the tracks. A grandpa, uh, 62 years old, Ronald Baptiste. And so this pilot by the MTA was launched at a half dozen stations, including the Jackson Heights, Roosevelt Avenue, 74th Street, and West 4th Street stations. And the MTA is saying that it resulted in fewer fare evasions. And so this program will be expanded at a pace of 50 additional guards per month. Now, just imagine that. Unarmed guards attempting to stop people from uh, turnstile jumping. I, I don't see how that's going to work too well at all. Not not in New York City. Let's go back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to Mark. Mark is calling from Pittsburgh. Good morning to you, Mark. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dom, I live here in uh, West Mifflin, Braddock, and uh, I know Fetterman. I see him walking all the time down at the uh, the shopping mall down here called the Waterfront, and I see him giving toys out to kids, you know, at Christmas time in Braddock out of the back of a truck, the needy kids in the uh, area. Like the guy called you a couple calls ago. Braddock in, in, is a really run-down uh, still community, and uh, 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 Fetterman's a complete phony, man. That's all I got to say. Complete phony. In fact, we had a run-in with him, with uh, my uh, good friend's mother. She lived in Bradical about 10 years ago, and uh, she had some tax issues. And he came out to the lobby, and he says, I can't help you. But you know what? All he cares more about is the African-American community more than the poor white community in Braddock. And that's what he's about. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the call. You know, folks, I I also mentioned uh, early on the news out of uh, Wisconsin in which uh, that monster, uh, Daryl Brooks, uh, has been found guilty, guilty on all counts when he drove that vehicle uh, on Christmas Day, I believe it was Christmas Day, into those grandmothers that were out there. Remember now, we we were just getting over COVID, and people were out trying to enjoy the air and trying to enjoy the holidays and trying to just have a good time, and this animal drove that vehicle into young people, elderly people. But the good news is that uh, the jury didn't buy his nonsense at all. The jury deliberated for less than three hours, less than three hours, and Brooks was convicted on all 76 Counts, all 76 counts, including six counts of first degree intentional homicide. Also, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, someone, in, uh, as the verdicts were being read, someone, uh, as they were being read in open court, someone uh, yelled, burn in hell, you piece of, and was removed uh, from the courtroom. And you may recall the antics that this guy had in the uh, courtroom, acting as if he was uh, mentally ill, burying his head, uh, and he was representing himself, pulling his jacket over his head, all types of nonsense, and the jury did not buy it. The jury did not buy it. And so now, uh, Mr. Brooks, hopefully we will never hear from you ever again in life. And hopefully they will put you under the jail. Now, I know somebody's going to write an email. Dominic said that they're going to put him under the jail. They're going to put him under the jail. 
I'm sorry. That's that's the way that I feel. Dominic Carter here with you folks until the top of the hour. Frank Morano will be coming up uh, momentarily, and you can listen to Frank. He'll be here in just a minute. We're going to go back to the telephone calls. We're taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. E. Frank in Astoria, good morning. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic. Good morning. You mentioned uh, that the new fire commissioner is Laura Kavanaugh. Yes. If you look uh, carefully at uh, my high school yearbook, uh, St. John's Preparatory School, I did actually go to school with her. I'm very happy that she was promoted now to fire commissioner. But I want to ask you, Dominic, uh, do you think that a female fire commissioner, this is the first in the history of the FDNY, can be more effective to handle all the men uh, you know that there's 75% of the fire department is white, uh, and they still have certain, like the Vulcan Society has certain issues with the fire police test. I took a, a police uh, a police test, not a fire exam, so I don't know what the fire exam can be like, but I heard that the Vulcan Society complains that it's a, a discriminatory exam that only allows uh, certain people to enter the fire department. So... Dominic, you think that the the issues in the fire department with a female fire commissioner can be? Because I, I I like uh, Miss Kavanaugh. I treat her more as uh, as a public uh, uh, fire official rather than a peer. Uh, she's very kind and she does is very concerned with public safety, and she's very polite to the public. I I've heard her and I think I'm very impressed by what she's doing. But I, I with the problems that exist in the in the history of the fire department. And all these fire captains that are and fire lieutenants that have been in the department for maybe okay, thirty-five okay. to forty I, years. I, 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 I apologize. I do have to step in. I will answer that question tomorrow. But uh, we we are wrapping up, and I'm joined by Frank Morano, and I need him to tell me what he has. I'm going to deal with that question tomorrow because we only have forty seconds left for Frank to update me on what's coming up this morning. I need three seconds. Aliens, elections, and Atlantic City—that's what's coming up for the next four hours. We got a lot of ground to cover, and it looks like Elon Musk will uh, be the owner of Twitter by tomorrow. Wow! So wait, one more time. Aliens, aliens, elections, and Atlantic City. Wow. <laughs> Some show. Exactly. Some show. That's right. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. I'll save that uh, question on the uh, new fire commissioner. I'll be back again tomorrow. Same time, same station. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.